0: They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's slash upgrade
1: The Talk Sport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mick Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mick Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mick Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered, too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18-plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See
0: McDonald's.com. Put industry leading, difference making, and tomorrow shaping on your to-do list. Explore Deloitte Technology Careers at Deloitte.com slash careers And engineer your future at Deloitte.
1: Welcome to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman, and in this episode, I'll be talking to Thomas Baugh from the Wolves Blog. He is on to give us his perspective on Fulham signing on loan Ivan Cavallero. Joining me tonight is Emilio Donello We have a lot to talk about, but before I bring on our guest, I want to talk to Emilio. Emilio, welcome back to the show. You're looking forward to this tonight.
2: Absolutely, and hi there, Thomas. It's, uh, it's good to be back on the show. Apologies, my voice is a little bit croaky, but it's been a a weekend of sports entertainment. I've just seen England win the Cricket World Cup, so I'm celebrating that and obviously living close to Wimbledon. Obviously, Jarkovic has just beaten Federer in a final set tie break. So, yeah, it's been an excellent day of sport, but let's talk about Fulham Football Club now (laughs) instead of all the other sports events that's been going on this weekend. So, yeah, looking forward to chatting with Thomas about Cavalera and the the signing this weekend. Absolutely.
1: We're going to get right to it, but let's bring Thomas onto the show. Thomas, welcome to Cottage Talk.
0: Hi, good. Good to be on again. Thanks for
1: inviting me on. We talked last season and uh, I thought that was a great discussion. But when this deal happened, I thought of you and I thought, let's get you back on because we want a Wolves perspective on exactly the type of player Fulham are getting. So let's start here, Thomas, through your eyes. You've watched them a great deal. Tell us what we can expect from Ivan Cavallero with Fulham.
0: Uh, Well, I think you can expect uh, a good technical player, um a player who who the numbers always added up for. I thought however good or bad his performances were over a period of games, when you looked at assists and goals in the you know, to minutes on the pitch, you could sell he was someone who always made an impact in the game. If he was on the field um for a you know a significant period of time then goals and assists generally followed and that was the same in the championship and in the Premier League. I mean he got a lot less minutes in the Premier League um, but he but he still always showed that value. Uh I don't think I think when Wolves first signed him, uh, I think it was three seasons ago, uh, he was like one of the first players through the door when we had these new owners and had right. this, this injection of money. And um <clears throat> he he didn't really live up to the hype because I think everyone expected he was gonna be a player who'd received the ball in wide areas, he would beat men, you know, in those one-on-ones. Drive into the area and, and score spectacular goals and that 's not really the player he is um, he 's more of a, a a technical player who plays in between the lines if you can get him in those pockets of space in between midfield in, in between you know the opposition's midfield and defense that 's where he tends to thrive and he gets he 's got such a low center of gravity and he 's quick on the turn he uses possession intelligently um, he 's a, he's a very good player when you put him into a good footballing team so hopefully that's going to be a good fit for Fulham with with, with what Scott Parker's trying to do there.
1: Okay follow up for you because I actually heard from another Wolf supporter that basically told me this and I'm curious your view on this that he's a good finisher would you agree with that?
0: Yeah yeah he's an excellent finisher I mean he 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 took it and I think he I don't know how many goals he got last season two or three goals but um he scored a, you know, it was a great finish at the Emirates last season. You can probably look that up on YouTube. And he scored, a, I think, his first touch in the Premier League against Southampton. He scored. So yeah, he's a he's a finisher. He's one of the players. You know, you want the ball to land at his feet when the ball's you know zigzagging around the penalty area. Uh, because he can, he's got that eye for goal, which is which is handy. Um, yeah, which made it all the more galling in the FA Cup semi-final when he got a chance for us <laughs> against Watford uh, to, to get us back in the game and he didn't quite take that, that one. But, but yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. And it goes back to what I was talking about uh, in terms of his statistics. You know, when he gets chances, he, he does take them. He's not someone who does it on his own, but when you put him in a good team, and you build the team and he and he's comfortable and you find the role for him. He's he's a facilitator of good things. So um so yeah.
2: Over to you, Amelia. Yeah, um yeah, thanks for that, Thomas. Yeah, I think from you know, for all the Fulham fans on, on social media the last few days when there's all the speculation about him coming over and then the announcement formally yesterday, we're all very excited. You know, we we I saw him a couple of times um against Fulham the season before last when we lost at Molyneux 2-0 and beat beat Wolves by the same score at Craven Cottage and you know, we, you know, he was a threat, certainly the game at Molyneux. I think tactically we we did our homework when we, we mocked him out that game in the, in the 2-0 win at Craven Cottage in I think February, March of that season. But I'm excited because I think what what was lacking, maybe under our promotion season a couple of years ago, is a bit of pace. You know, we were, we were nice, you know, one-touch passing, but we weren't necessarily always blessed with pace. You know? I think this adds a bit more width. Maybe this is a style of play that Parker wants to play, wants to play with with wide men. You know, what's quite interesting what you've said and from the goals I've seen also on so on YouTube and other social media platforms is his ability to get in behind the defenders, a bit like Ryan Session and with all the speculation of Ryan Cession inevitably leaving Fulham um in this in the transfer window. C- could this be the substitute for Ryan Session You know, maybe this is a topic for conversation as well, because you know, that's what Ryan Session was very good at doing in the championship. He'd find himself in those in those positions behind the defenders, picking up those loose balls. Tucking the ball in the back of the net. I see Cavalera being a, a very similar type of player. Maybe he may, may not have the defensive capabilities, but his, his offensive abilities, from what I've seen, on, you know, is is pretty immense. And, I, and it'll be interesting how how he fits into Scott Parker's uh, system because he can only be successful if he plays in a squad and in a system that that works. You know, as as a, as a team collectively, he did play excellently for Wolves in the Championship, but. Can he replicate that under Scott under Scott Parker? And that remains to be seen. I'm still I'm still not sure myself what system Scott's trying to play, and therefore, you know how how effective will Ivan be uh, when he starts in August?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think um, one thing I'd say is if you're he's not the kind of wide player who you're going to play in a four four two, and he, you know you're going to look to work the ball to him and him beat his man and put crosses into the area. That's not really his. That's not his game. You know, um he's more he he likes to tuck, he likes to tuck inside. He can offer you that width and play wide, yeah. but inevitably when he's got the ball, he's always looking to drive infield that and get involved in the play that way. So Wolves invariably used him as a either in a you know a three-man attack. Um, but latterly when we we kind of shifted the formation in the Premier League to play two strikers, he was used as a as a second striker. Okay. Um, he was never really used as a as a wing back or someone who was going to you know fulfill that kind of role so I think he he's a player who you can start in a wide position but he's invariably going to drift inside um, and that's why I think he tends to get in amongst the goals and assists because he likes to get into the penalty area and get onto the end of things rather than picking the ball up beating men and, and doing things himself so, um, so I should say once it becomes clear how Scott Parker and maybe this signing is an indication of how Scott Parker wants it exactly. I
2: but, think it is. It is exactly. And you know again it's that's what we had, you know, last season when we signed Scherler on, asy. That's what we the thought of player we were looking for somebody who who can be creative, you know, because Scherler's very similar, you know, likes to get the ball but likes to cut inside and try to make space and try to to you know do some nice interchange of passing, but we never saw that often enough last season. So what we do, what I'd like to see next season or this season coming is certainly a lot more pace in our team. You know, I think sometimes in the Championship a couple of years ago, yes, although we were blessed with the type of football we played, at times it was a little bit static and our midfield was a little bit slow. So I'd like to see an injection of pace wouldn't go amiss. And maybe that's, like you said, it's a sign of what, how Scott Parker wants us to play in the forthcoming season. I mean, but, in, but in terms of, you know, obviously, I've seen the statistics as well. The statistics tell its own story. He got a number of assists for Wolves in, in that Championship season, got his fair share of goals. And I think that's what we need in the Championship. I think it's not... It's not in Premier League is a different structure. You know, it's all about keeping keeping it tight at the back, which will fail to do miserably last season. But if you can score more goals than you concede, you'll be successful in the, in the Championship. I think that's why I think Scott Parker and the board are looking to add some strength up front to, you know, to be able to score you know, from all parts of the pitch. And that's what we did in the right. Championship a couple of years ago. And I think that we need to do that to be successful and have a chance of getting automatic promotion in next season. But you know, if this is the first of many signings, and I'm encouraged with, with with the signing of Cavalier. And the fact, there's an option to sign him permanently in a year's time. That's, that's equally uh, encouraging as well. And yeah. uh, maybe w- we could maybe move on to the next question, uh, Thomas, around how big a loss is it for Wolves? Obviously, if you've given us the ability to sign him on loan for a year with an option to sign permanently in a year's time, you know how, how are fans reacting to this to this signing? Are they disappointed? Is it the right thing?
0: Um, I think the general view is that we're concerned because he was a, an important member of the squad and he was an important member of what was a very small squad because Nuno likes to work with a small group. We've recently obviously held the cost to go to Leeds um, and so, you know, we had Costa and Cavalero last season, who were in, you know, in usually the players who were being asked to come off the bench a lot of the games and make something happen or see out a game. They were utility players. Um, they did start games between them, um, but they were they were integral members of the squad in that sense. They were always involved on a match day. So I think there's a there's an element of surprise that because we haven't brought in any signings ourselves over the summer that we're allowing these these important players to go, you know, who have been good players for Wolves. They, they weren't nailed on starters last season, but they contributed in games. They scored goals, won us points, and, and we're letting them go. And, and Cav is a perfect squad player in the Premier League because he's a very good technical player. He looks after the ball very well. He's positionally very well disciplined. He's just someone you could rely on. Um, and it, it, he seems to be a very popular member of the squad, and the fans always always thought a lot of him. So I think there's disappointment. Um, and if they didn't, um, if they don't bring other players in, I think there'll be you know downright outrage come August. But I think it, it's an indication that that they that you know we are going to bring players in. You know, letting those they, you don't let Costa and Cavallaro leave if you don't have better players coming in. And I think the view was last season if two players we're going to leave from the first team squad. It probably would be Costa and Caballero because they're not really... We've got other options in the squad who can kind of do the jobs that they're doing. So if we could upgrade those players, swap them out for two players of better quality, then that would be a way for Nuno to potentially take us further forward. But obviously, we'd like to have seen the new players coming in before the job <laughs> sure. ones go out the exit, you know.
1: Sure. And, Thomas, to follow up on this, because this goes along with what I was going to ask you, you said upgrade because uh, Millie and I were have been talking about this with Fulham, that Fulham's core was a championship core. And with Wolves going to the Premier League, I thought your core was Premier League ready. I think that was the functional difference. But when we talk about Cavalero, a couple things. Upgrades, like you mentioned, but it, is, it sounds like it also was formation reasons why he was made available. It's a combination.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think because what happened at the start of the Premier League season, we, we started off quite well. And then it seemed like around November time, teams figured out how to play against us. And they outnumbered us in the central midfield areas. So we couldn't really play the front three anymore. So what Nuno did was he made it a front two, and then he dropped one of those wingers in favour of. Uh, another central midfielder, and that meant that there was no natural position for Cav to play. You know, he was either being asked to play as the second striker, or well, that was pretty much it actually. Really, he was asked right. to play as a second striker. So, and that didn't really suit his game because what we were asking those those two strikers to do was a proper night You know, a number nine and a number ten job. We're asking him and to hold the ball up and, and play Superman, and then the the ten position, which inevitably went to Diego Jota, Jotta, uh, who's a better player than Cav. There's no doubt about that. More rounded, technical player. Um, it just meant that that Cav just was was just not going to start many games. But as I said before, he was still a very integral member of the squad, just not the first team. So I think it, that made him vulnerable. Uh, okay. But then equally, I suppose you know this. We were talking about this transfer happening last summer. I don't know how I aware remember you, that. Yeah, you guys were aware of it last summer, but, you know, Cav to Fulham, they were saying last summer was a done deal. So I think there's probably been a feeling in the squad that Nuno felt that I can, he's not doing what I potentially want him to do. I think I can get more. So, you know, it, it's a number of things, but certainly I, the formation change was probably the final nail in the coffin for
1: him. Okay. And just to go off on that, With the option to buy, which I think is great for Fulham, it also might be very good for Wolves. It might benefit both sides here. Let me ask you, would you like to see him back, or is this just an indication that Wolves want upgrades and uh, probably hope that he fits in well with Fulham, that, that they take up that option?
0: Yeah, well, I thought it was interesting that it was an option to buy because, I mean, Helder Costa to Leeds has gone on loan for the season with the obligation to buy, which I always think is a funny expression of, you know, you can have him on loan for a year, but you've got to buy him, however good or bad he is. (laughs) Um, But at Fulham, you know, it's an option to buy, which I think is interesting and it potentially does suggest that he's a player we might welcome back if actually it doesn't work out for him at Fulham or or he does very well there and we decide... Actually, we we might need him, but I, but you know, I I, th- I think the it's inevitable that he probably will. He probably played his last game for Wolves. Okay. Um, and I think you know that I hope the intention is that we're going to be bringing in players who are going to help us improve on last season. You know, we finished seventh last season, so if you want to take the next step from seventh, you need players who are, mm-hmm. you know, serious next level players. So we'll we'll see. Obviously, before before for the end of the month, whether that's the case or whether we've just made a a bad mistake.
2: Yeah, and if I, if I, just to that, I've just as part of that, i have just got some statistics in front of me in terms of his career at Wolves he played ninety-six times, scoring um seventeen goals and assisting 18. He had 113 shots on target. So on, on average he had over one one point two shots you know per game that he played in with so obviously he is a, a very much an attacking type of player. Um obviously I don't want for them to make the same mistakes in 12 months time that we end up with a championship squad if we do get promoted we end up with a championship squad that's not set and not capable of keeping itself in the Premier League but I think let's not get carried away let's get re-promoted first but I don't want to make the same mistakes we made a year ago when we thought we could rely on the championship some of the championship players they they struggled in the Premier League we end up buying a surplus of players who again struggled to adjust in, in a in a in a setup and hence we got relegated but now, I'm encouraged from what I've seen. I think we need more, we need goals. That's, that's inevitable. Goals win your matches. I've said this time and time again. And I don't care if you can see three goals in the Championship as long as you can score four. And Mitrovic needs a bit more support than you know, we saw in the Premier League right, last season, time and time again. He was just you know, just isolated up front. You know, no support, no movement. There was real, very passive at times. I want to see, you know, the tempo being upped, you know, in terms of pace. You know, a bit, you know, a bit more, you know, a bit more direct in the way we play, and I think we will see that with Scott Park. I, I think we will, you know, we'll see a bit of variety of football, and Cavalera probably, will, obviously, will suit that style of football from what I've seen. But question for you, Thomas, as well, in terms of his physique, from what I recall, is you know, fairly, fairly strong guy, you know, fairly, you know, he's, he's you know, a big guy, strong, good in his feet. Is that, is that a fair um, summary? No, I,
0: don't, I mean, I, he's not a physically strong player. Right. I think that's um, he, he's. We are, we always used to say that if you were playing Helder Costa and Cavalero, mm. the, the team that last season that in, inevitably brought a, a weak team performance because their players, mm. few, and that's probably the only reason why he's not playing at a higher level because he he's got the technical capability, no doubt about it, but he's quite a diminutive small player. He doesn't look a big player on the pitch. Mm. Um, he can look after himself, but he's he's not physically strong. He's not a player you can play the ball into his feet and he's gonna muscle off someone and, and turn and get he's like I say he's a player who needs to pick the ball up in between the lines and and get in between players and, and work and shift the ball quickly and, and open up spaces. But he's not he's certainly not a, a physically intimidating player.
2: Okay. And in terms of his ability defensively you know what sort of support does, did he provide in the certainly in the championship you know in, the, in, the, in that season
0: uh, not good news on that one really <laughs> <laughs> but okay you just, you just in like 30 seconds honed in on probably two of his worst attributes. <laughs> okay. he's not a physically big player and defensively inevitably when he tried to help the team he was more hindrance than help he it became known as the thing, the dangling Cavalero leg, because he'd give away penalties. You know, he'd come back to defend, and it was kind of a half tackle. Interesting. And um, you know, players going, we conceded one at Cardiff where he came back to defend. You know, top of the table clash in the championship, and he just dived in with a tackle he didn't need to make. And you know, but I mean, he's, that's that's not his game. I mean, he's a he. he you can't see him like that. He's he's not going to. I'm not saying he's lazy. I mean, he'll run up and down the pitch for you. But I mean. He he's a player who it to me, if you're gonna get the ball on the deck and you're gonna pass it and you've got Cairn and you've got McDonald and you've got yes. Cessignon and you wanna move the ball as you won the you know, as you did in the championship before across, mm. you know, a really good Craven Cottage pitch, it's a good fit. He's gonna play well there it's in those games. So don't worry you. about that. You know, it's he's a good sign, but he's 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 not a, he's not someone who's gonna you know, run miles for you and and, and win headers. And that's not who he is, you know, but he's just a very good technical player and a a good fit, I think, for Fulham. That's good to hear.
1: Thomas, right back to you. Again, this has been a very interesting discussion because one of the reasons why we wanted to have you on was obviously not just to hear the good things, but also to hear about the weaknesses. And you've shared that with us. Let me ask you this. Let's play this out. Let's say this is a great season for Fulham. They get promotion. Now, he played in the Premier League. Can he do it again in the Premier League? Or do you think that at some point he'll be found out as a championship-level player, really not a Premier League player? I'm curious your view on this. Can he make it in the
0: Premier League? Yeah, he can play in the Premier League. There's, wor- there's certainly a lot worse players who've played in the Premier League for a long time Um he can, he can look after himself in the Premier League because he's such a he's he's got the basics, you know, the things you need to have in the Premier League. You need to have that technical quality to be able to yeah. receive the ball, to be able to move the ball, manipulate the ball quickly, find a pass, take chances when they come your way. So he's got all those attributes to 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 be a good player, which is why most Wolves fans wanted him in the squad because they thought you're thinking, well, if we get an injury. You know, you're never upset to see him on the team. You know, in the team sheet, you know, because he right. he has got the quality. So I think if you you come up, he he, there's no doubt in my mind that he'll be able to 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 do it. Um, but it's it's you know it's how you slot him into that team, and obviously Wolves just couldn't find a position where they felt that they could extract that value. And I think it's because although Wolves were credited as being a good offensive team, particularly around the championship. Nuno bases his team off defensive shape yep. and discipline mm-hmm. first and foremost. So I think he's probably looking at him and thinking, where well, the positions that I'm gonna to want to play him in, he's just not good enough defensively. Um and he's he's not gonna bring the attributes that I want. So um so yeah, but um but I I think he I think he's comfortably a Premier League player.
1: Okay. That's great. And this goes back to this discussion because I'm trying to think moving forward. You know, you know, I'm I'm an optimist, Thomas. I'm thinking, okay, this is a great season. He's part of the team. And uh, my only concern was what happened at Wolves. And you basically have described it, that it really has to do with a formation change. It, it really, he wasn't fitting what the coach wanted to do. So it really wasn't about him. It was really about the coach.
0: Yeah, it's about the coach. And, and it's also as well, you just have to look at how quickly and how well Wolves have done. You know, we it wasn't like we scraped 18th and stayed up, or we finished, you know, just comfortably mid-table. We were the bet the set, you know, the best of the rest. You know, you take the big six, and Wolves were the next. Wolves were seventh; they were the best, you know, seventh best team in the land. So that the team has accelerated to a point, and I think the owners are ambitious enough to think. We want to take the next step, and we and to do that, we need a top, you know, we need top quality players. If you're gonna, if you look at the players Leicester are bringing in, who are probably yeah. similarly placed to Wolves, they're spending you know yeah. 30, 40 million pounds. Those are the players we need to be getting in. So I think Cards a victim of just Wolves' success, in short.
1: Mm. Very interesting. Go
0: ahead, Amelia. Yeah, and
2: I think there's this is the point we were saying earlier about you know our priority obviously is to get back into the Premier League with immediate effect, but Again, let's worry about in 12 months' time who do we then purchase or whether we we buy Cavalera permanently to strengthen our, our squad in the Premier League and also to give us the best chance to succeed in that level. But as we saw last season, you know, quantity of players in the transfer window doesn't get by success. We, we, we didn't upgrade in certain key areas. We rightly got relegated. Now we have to start again. But I think at the end of the day, our owners have got made a statement of intent. Mitrovic has committed his, his future to the club. So I think that's... a a massive boost uh for our chances of getting promoted next season. Cavalera, I can see I can see a good link up play between them two already, already you know, really starting to sort of see what sort of how them two work together closely in the interchange of passing. And he, I could see Cavalera being very much a replacement for Cessna, don't you think, Russ? Because Yes I do. Like Cessna saw those goals, scored what, sixteen, seventeen goals in the championship a couple of years ago. Many he was there poaching those final balls in the six-yard box, getting behind defenders. The link-up play with Mitrovic second half of the season was excellent, and maybe this is this is an opportunity now to say, okay, we've got we've got some a backup or replacement for Cessignon. Now it may, it may facilitate the conversation with a a purchasing party to to buy Cessignon outright, and maybe we don't need to loan him back. Because Thomas, what we've been speculating for some time is if Session was to leave Fulham, would we want to loan him back? But maybe maybe here, maybe the preference for the club is just to sell him outright take the fee and, and reinvest elsewhere, which I think is becoming more likely from what we're seeing.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I think it depends where he goes. I mean, Eric Tottenham are the team he seems to constantly be getting linked with. And if he mm. if he goes to Tottenham, they bought that young lad from Leeds and loaned him straight back. So maybe Tottenham are thinking, well, you know, if we're going to buy him, we want him to be in our squad. I mean, I mean from my personal opinion, I just don't think he did enough in the Premier League. Mm. I know he was championship player of the year, you know, the year we both went up. I felt that he was slightly overhyped. I think he's a very good young player, but I think he's got something to prove. So I, I'd mm-hmm. always be a bit surprised if he goes for super duper mega bucks to to a, a you know, a, a top six foot. You guys are closer to it than me, so you, you probably. Okay. <laughs>
2: But I, you know, I think you know. I think from our perspective, I think Cavender is a good signing. Still young as well, so he's mid twenties, so it fits the model where we want to get young players with potential and and the opportunity to strengthen our squad. So I'm I'm excited with this signing from what I've seen, you know, on the pitch and also and so on social media platforms. I think he's, he's a great signing for for the club, and I think Thomas, what you're saying as well, it probably supports that that statement that you know he's is a, a good signing for him and he'll give us a great great chance to. Uh, to get us promoted next season. So, uh, so thanks for sharing your, your thoughts and input from a Wolves fan perspective.
0: No, no ways at all. I, mean, we could work <laughs> next I think with the squad, you guys have got Cavalero added to it and, and potentially more if you, if you don't get more, you know, big departures out the door, I think you've got a very good chance. So um, best of luck.
1: Okay, great. Thomas, before I let you go, I have this question that I just want to ask you because I've been inundated over the course of a year. The comparisons between Wolves and Fulham. And I think that they were built differently, very differently. The way that I look at it, your core was, and we've already talked about it, was built for the Premier League. And Fulham's was really built for the championship, and that's why they did what they had to do, spend all the money that they had to, because they knew that the core of the team just wasn't good enough. So what are your thoughts on this comparison between the teams, because I think we're, Wolves were much better prepared in the championship for the Premier
0: League. Yeah, I mean, I think um, I think the comparison comes from the fact that they both had managers who wanted to play a progressive band, you know, brand of football, and move the ball from front to back, you know, playing the right way, as it's, you know, said on the, on the deck. But I think that the key difference between Wolves and that Fulham squad that you had when you were promoted is that Wolves were a team built from the back, right? And Fulham were a team built from the forwards and the midfield. This is true. Right? And and I think that just served us better in the Premier League because I think we were more organised. And the thing is, if you're a team like Fulham and you were you enjoyed a lot of possession of the ball, and suddenly you go up into the Premier League and you're only instead of getting sixty percent, sixty-five percent, you're getting thirty percent of the ball it changes the dynamic of what you're being asked to do. And I just think Fulham were weak defensively. And I think that Jukanovic kind of of knew that. And I think he was trying to get in ahead of it and and try and change the squad so that you were going to be better in those games where you weren't seeing as much of the ball. And I think that just ended up taking away more than, you know, it added to the team. Whereas with Wolves, I think, we were all, always solid defensively, so we were happy to have 30%. In fact, we welcome it because we play on the campus. <laughs> so, you know, that's music to our ears, really. And I think that, that's kind of where, you know, the subtle differences, is, really. Yep. But I just thinking, you know, the championship teams just thought we were the same because we played football on the deck, you know. But, but built after, differently. Yeah, built very differently. So, um, so yeah, that's uh, what I would say.
1: I appreciate you sharing that. Thomas, listen, thank you so much for joining Emilio and myself on Cottage Talk.
0: No worries guys. Have a, have a good uh, season. Thank you too, Thomas. Thanks. For thank you, coming. Thomas.
1: Before we go, just tell everyone how they can follow you on Twitter and also the blog.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean on Twitter, you can actually just follow at Wolves blog, which is probably the best, best account. My personal account. I don't tend to put much out about Wolves, uh, Facebook.com forward slash wolvesblog blog or on the blog itself, which is wolvesblog.com, Unsurprisingly. Okay. Well,
1: Thomas, thank you so much for joining. Emilio and I both, let's wrap this up. For Thomas Baugh and Emilio Donnell my name is Russ Goman. Thank you as always for listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute, and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.
0: Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans.